0: Surat al-Ahzab is a surah that was revealed in Medina. And today, inshallah, from the very beginning of Surat al-Ahzab, I just want to share just a few ayat, few important lessons that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us and few advices, honestly, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Surat al-Ahzab is a surah that talks about the social and moral etiquettes of a Muslim. And it has some very similar uh, characteristics compared to Surah al-Nur. Like in Surah al-Nur, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about an accusation... ...or a slander that was posed against the wife of the Prophet Sallallahu ...in this case it was Aisha Anha. In the case of Surah Al-Hazab... ...there was a, an attack that was launched against Rasulullah himself. In Surah nur we find there are some certain ayat related to what goes on inside the house... Who do women have to do hijab from and from whom they do not have to do hijab? What are the etiquettes before you go into someone's house? <inaudible> and there are many ayat like that. Here in this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also provides some etiquettes that what are to be observed when you go to someone's house and so forth. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, <inaudible> when some people they came to the house of the Prophet, they had already ate, and now they they were just engaged in talk, and they were delaying the family of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, anyway, here in this surah, in the very beginning of this surah, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala He highlights a very important incident that happened in the life of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. See, when the Prophet وسلم, he got married to Aisha Anha, even though Aisha Anha was very young, there was no there was no pushback from society. There was no one who came forward and said that how can Rasulullah ﷺ do something like this? How can he get married to such a young girl and so forth? And once again we learn from the Seerah of the Prophet Sallallahu that there are many ahadith where the Prophet ﷺ was shown Aisha radiallahu anha in his dream prior to him marrying her. But there was no pushback from society. Today, unfortunately, we do live in a time where people are pushing back on this. It has become one of the most hot topic, Islamophobic topics, um, when it comes to Muslims and non-Muslims and so forth, that how can your Prophet marry such a young girl? It is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the one marriage where there was pushback in the life of the Prophet ﷺ was the Prophet's marriage to Zainab radiallahu anha. And the reason why there was a pushback on this marriage from the community, from the society, and there was social pressure put on Rasulullah is because Zainab was the ex wife of his adopted son Zayd. An. So we all know that Zayd an was an adopted son of the Prophet. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentioned very clearly to the Prophet that you cannot keep his name as Zayd ibn Muhammad because he is not your biological son. Even though you have taken him on as your son, but since he is not your biological son, you cannot give him that name as Zayd ibn Muhammad, but he has to be referred to always his biological father. And we learn from this, when it comes to the adoption rules of Islam, that any person, if there's any family that adopts another child, the rules of hijab, the rules, these rules have to be applied. That they can never be referred biologically to their adopted parents, but they have to always be biologically referred to their orig- uh, to their biological parents. Now, at this time, what happened was that Zaid got married to Zainab, radiAllahu anha, and the, the stories are long, but. There was, some issue, there was some compatibility issues between the two. And not only that, but Zainab radiallahu anha, she came and she saw it. And even Zaid came to the Prophet and informed him that this marriage is simply not working out. And so they both got a divorce. Once they got a divorce, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he ordered Rasulullah that he should marry Zainab radiallahu anha. Now when this nikah took place, when this katfi kitab or this marriage ceremony took place, At that time there was a lot of push from the society That how dare or how can a man marry the ex-wife of his own son And that is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says That he's not actually your son Muhammad He's your adopted son You have taken him on as your son But he's not biologically your son And therefore the ahkam of a biological son will not apply in this case. So, hence, you marrying Zainab, there is absolutely no issue over here. So, therefore, once again, when there was a lot of pushback, but the ayat came, there was a lot of pushback from the Muslim community, and there was nothing that bothered Rasulullah after this. Now, the point, the reason I mention this is because, brothers and sisters, wallahi, if you, you know, as community leaders, I know of the, and I'm sure you also know in a certain capacity, of the different challenges that we face as a community. And I've said this before many times. According to the hadith of Rasulullah wasallam, fitnas are gonna come. Ideologies are, are gonna come. Today there are so many different concepts outside new ideas that are coming up as if today these ideas are saying that Islam is incomplete without, Islam is incomplete without these ideas. Islam needs these new ideas and concepts that exist today in society and that will come up to make sure that Islam is compatible with everyone else. If that is what we're saying, we are basically saying that the deen that came down from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was imperfect. And we need these new ideologies in order to make our deen perfect. That's what we're trying to say. That is ines- essentially, that is what we're trying to say. Our deen that came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is perfect as it is. It is complete. It is complete. From A to Z, every single aspect of life has been explained to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and demonstrated to us by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Wasallam. So in the future, how do we handle social, problem, or social pushback? Whenever there are people who are going to hold on to their deen, there's going to be pushback from society. How do we hold on to our deen? Three advices given to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what are those three advices? Those three advices are mentioned in the first three verses of al Ahzab. These are the three best advices. Allah Subh'anaHu. See, when it comes to our deen, there is mawa'id, there is halal, there is haram, there is makrood, there is mubah, there is admonition, there is direct orders. There's so many things about our deen. But when it comes to our entire deen, it comes down to these important three advices. First advice, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Ya ayuhannabiyyu, ittaqillaha, walla tuthri alkaafirina walmunafiqin." This is the very first thing. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is telling Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, "Ittaqillaha." Always be cautious of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Walla tuthri alkaafirin, and do not follow the path of the kuffar. Now you know why. Why did Allah Subhanahu wa Ta-A'la mention the path of the kuffar? Because it is these kind of ideologies that takes a person away from Islam. It makes a person to start rejecting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that do not follow this mindset. And do not follow the, the hypocrites also Because the hypocrites have a, they have a different kind of nature That they seem, they show that they care about Islam But they are injecting new ideas And not only that, but they have hatred in their heart for Islam So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying First advice The second advice given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala very important Subhanallah What a beautiful advice given to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Short, sweet and concise Always follow that which your Lord has revealed to you Simple as that Whatever is mentioned in the Quran, we stick to that. Whatever we have been seen we whatever we ha, has been demonstrated to us by the prophet we stick to that inshallah. That is what we need to follow. As long as we follow that, as long as that our that is our standard, then nothing else will become our standard. Once again, today in the world that we live in, there's always new standards. And the minute you try to follow new standards, you're going to fall into problems. Now, when there is social pressure, when there is pushback from sometimes people that you know and so forth, then you always need support. You always want someone to be on your side. Allah subhanahu wa taala says, ala Allah." Always rely on Allah subhanahu wa taala. billahi and you will not find a better supporter than Allah subhanahu wa taala. If you stick. If we always stick to Allah and His Prophet Wasallam, and we do what Allah Taala says, then at that time, yes, there will be a lot of social pressure. But if I know that I have Allah on my side, today we're looking, you know, in these kind of situations, we're always looking for allies. Okay, this person can be on my side and this person can be on my side. If Allah is on our side, who do we have to care about? Honestly, think about it. Because Izza in dhilla comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. People think that they can go on social media and attack and demean someone and destroy someone's reputation. Izza in comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Allah is our priority, do you think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is just gonna let us go to waste? Never will He do that. So these are three advices Going into the future, we need to teach our kids, we need to teach our youth, and even for us adults, we need to keep these three advices in mind. Number one is, always fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Always, always care what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. Number two is, we always follow the wahi, we always follow that, which is in the Quran and the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And number three is, we will always pray our tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now the last thing, quickly, I do want to mention is, something very interesting here you'll find. Allah subhanahu wa taala. Throughout the entire Quran, when He gives a direct order, He will, and to all the previous prophets, He will say, "Ya Musa, Ya Ibrahim, Ya Lut." He will give these kind of advices, or I mean, He will give these kind of direct orders, but He will take the name of that prophet. Never, never, out of respect for our Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Never would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give a direct order to Rasulullah by calling him out as Ya Muhammad. Never. There are four times in the Quran Surah, the name of Muhammad is mentioned. Only four times in the Quran. One is Surah Ali Imran. Wa ma Muhammadun illa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning in the Battle of Badr when the Muslims actually heard a rumor that the Prophet passed away, he, he, he was killed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed, وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا Rasulun." Qad min qabli rasul. Just because even if the Prophet has passed away, are you going to leave your deen now? When the Prophet actually did pass away, rasul, uh, Umar al-Khattab r.a, he went on the mimbar And he says that whoever says that Muhammad is, is is passed away, he's no longer with us, I will take his life. And at that time, Abu Bakr r.a, he came. And he says, Umar, sit down. And then he recited this ayah. وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا Rasulun." Rasulullah is no different than any of the previous prophets. Like all the previous prophets passed away, he will also pass away. So, uh, so this is one time that is mentioned in the Quran. Another time that is mentioned in the Quran is where? Can anyone tell me? Yes. Surah Al Ahzab. So very good. So, in Surah Al-Ahzab Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala mentions about the Prophet Sallallahu being the final of all the prophets, being the seal of all the prophets. ما كان محمد أبا أحد من رجالكم ولكن رسول الله وخاتم النبيين. Was the third one? Muhammad Rasulullah al Fath. Okay. So this, by the way, if if you don't know, just at, at the time when the Prophet Sallallahu was signing the treaty between uh, the Muslims and the Quraysh in Hudaybiyah. The, Mus- the, the Quraysh, when the Prophet wrote Muhammad Rasulullah on the document, like this is an agreement between us and Muhammad Rasulullah, they said, no, 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 wipe this out. We don't believe you as a Prophet to begin with. So you cannot write Muhammad Rasulullah. Allah says in the Qur'an, Muhammad Rasulullah, that they may disbelieve it, but till the Day of Judgment, you're going to recite Muhammad Rasulullah. And the last time is mentioned is, in Surah, Mu- yes. Surah so Muhammad, okay, I gave half of it. Okay, he got it. So Surah Muhammad, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا عَمْلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَآمَنُوا بِمَا نُزِّلَ عَلَى مُحَمَّدٍ وَهُوَ الْحَقُ بِالْغَبِهِمُ Four times mentioned in the Quran the name of Muhammad. But in these four ayat, never are they a direct order to the Prophet Whenever Allah gave a direct order to the Prophet He would always call him out as, ya أَيُّهَا النَّبِيُ Ya ayyuhal Rasul. Ya ayyuhal rasoolu Ballig maa unzil ilayka min rabbik Ya ayyuhal rasul, La yahzun ka alathina yusari'una fil kufr Ya ayyuhal nabiyyu Attaqillaha Wa la tari'li kafirin un nafiqeen Ya ayyuhal nabiyyu Limatuharimu maa ahalallahu laak It's an honor and a respect That Allah gave to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Likewise, we show our respect to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam That every single time you and I We hear Rasulullah We hear Muhammad. We say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That is the least that we can do to show our respect to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to give us tawfiq. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala keep us on deena haq. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Rizakumullah Khair. Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh. إن المسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات والقانتين والقانتاتِ والصادقين والصادقات the والصابرات والخاشعين Muslim, والخاشعين Muslim, والمتصدّقين والمتصدّقات the الصائمات والحافظين فروجهم والحافظات والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات اعد الله لهم مغفرة واجرا عظيما